What's up, Coda I Radio Network? It's your boy DJ Barbecue for the next installment of Uncut Live. You're listening to Bear Within Us, our good friends with their great song, Faker, which you can find on iTunes and Spotify today. All this is possible by the power of Payback.rocks. Rock radio the way rock radio should be. Also, MidwestAllProWrestling.com. Feel the excitement. Jekyll and Hyde Barbecue. Barbecue so good, it'll put a smile on your face. Follow them on Facebook. Remedy Brewing Company. It's the remedy for what ails you. We speak with Chris Manning from Photos by Manning today. That and much more. Take it away, boys. We're here with Chris Manning from Manning Photos. Uh, thanks for coming in, uh, calling in. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. Say, um, you've been well-known around the Midwest with your photos by Manning. Uh, you've pretty much, from what I can see looking up on your uh, webpage here, you, you've pretty much pho- photoed pretty much every wrestler known to man and, and women and, and life in the Midwest and the tri-state area. Uh, can you go a little in detail of what where you started and how this uh, connection with professional wrestling and photography so I grew up a pro wrestling fan. I, uh, my earliest memory is Stark uh, 83, a flair for the gold. Um, didn't really get into photography too much. Took some classes in high school and college. But then back in the uh, mid to late 2000s, I owned a newspaper. And in doing that, uh, I, someday I was the publisher. Some days I was the editor. Some days I was the advertising sales rep. Some day I was the photographer. Some days it was basically me and a staff of three. And so I'd do a little bit of everything. So when I would go photograph a football game or a wrestling meet or whatever um i noticed it was something that i really enjoyed and i had a i'm not going to say i had natural ability because i'm looking at pictures my 11 year old daughter took this past weekend that's natural ability but i at least knew how to frame a shot properly right um and doing that um you know i just really enjoyed it i never i didn't have time to study it and learn what i was doing wrong it was just every once in a while i got a lucky shot to look good in my newspaper um and then wrestling is something i've always done uh, i'm from virginia originally moved to iowa about eight years ago and uh, you know started following the local wrestling scene specifically with 3xw uh, and then one of these days i just decided to pick up a camera again and i said i really want to learn how to do this uh, i went to a local show it was a fundraiser for bondurant high school uh, it wasn't done by 3x wrestling but said you know what i'm just going to sit in the bleachers and see what kind of shots i can get um and then started showing up to a couple of more shows and then people started noticing um and they were like hey these are really good i was like well they're okay but here use them if you like them use them do whatever you want um and then really started cutting my teeth at uh 3x wrestling uh and pwp down in omaha uh, they were the first ones to really give me a chance other than this one promotion that I won't uh, mention. And then it just kind of kind of went from there. Uh, people started noticing. I had started having different people from different promotions reach out. I started having uh, different wrestlers reach out specifically for 
you know, promo shots they could sell on 8x10s and things like that. And then the next thing you know, in 2018, I did, uh, I photographed 77 wrestling shows. <laughs> wow. So, um, you know, I went from doing it every once in a while to doing it here and there just for the local ones. And then last year, yeah, 70, 77 shows. I honestly haven't counted this year because it, it's grown into something else. I'm doing weddings and families and um, senior pictures. And basically people ask me all the time, well, hey, there's this beautiful sunset. Yeah, is there a person in front of it? Well, no, then I don't really care. I just prefer to take uh, pictures of something with a heartbeat. So, right. <laughs> so I haven't actually counted my shows this year, but I have a feeling it's probably somewhere around the same. I, uh, you know, I've gotten some really great opportunities along the way. I had thanks to my friend Michael Watson. I've been uh, kind of sort of the official ringside photographer for Wrestling Revolver when they're in Des Moines. Um, through that, uh, you know, became buddies with Eric Cannon, and he's had me come up and do a few shows up in Minneapolis. I look forward to the two-day trip there in January. Hopefully, I'll get to the December show at the Temple as well. But um, you know, it's been it's been kind of a whirlwind, and it's opened up a lot of things for me as someone who uh, I grew up wanting to do one of two things with my life. I either wanted to be a professional baseball player or a professional wrestler. And uh, luckily over the course of my now 40 years, I actually got to do a little bit of both. Um, but if I would have had the choice back in the late 90s, early 2000s, I would have chosen wrestling over baseball. Um, and so it's gotten some opportunities to the people that I've been able to work with and uh, have conversations with. And, uh, you know, uh, Jason Strife and I were at, Wrestlepalooza last January, and and the great Sasuke comes up to us to shake our hand. I mean, wow. things like that. I, I turned around and looked at him, and you know he's been doing it 15 years. And I looked at him, and I was like, "Did that just happen?" He's like, "I don't get starstruck anymore," and I just got starstruck. Right. Say, uh, how long have you been doing photography again? Uh, and around wrestling, it's a little over three years around here. So it well, what, what about just that. in general? You said that you were running a newspaper. Yeah, that was back in uh, 2007, eight, nine. Okay. Has, what, what's different uh, as the technology um, evolves from when you first started to now? I mean, obviously, it's probably easier. Um, what are some things that you notice that like we or anybody listening that's not in photography have noticed how much and dramatically it's changed and how easy the process is to develop and all this, or do you keep going with the same old process like you'd see? Now I can tell you one of the things, uh, it's good and bad. It's a whole lot easier now because, um, for the most part, if you have someone standing still and you have the slightest bit of understanding of lighting, just about anybody can do it with the equipment that they have out today. Um, when I was first coming up, and we still had digital back then. I mean, film, film was dead at that point. Film has come back alive now. Uh, something I really haven't gotten too much into just because of my workload. Um, it, it's a whole lot easier for me to sit on a computer and make the adjustments than it is to, to go into a dark room and then use a scanner. Um, I admire people like Michael Watson who who do that. Um, I just, quite frankly, don't have the patience for it. But it's a positive in the fact that, you know, just about anybody can take a good photograph. Um, the difference really comes in when you're looking at uh, action or, again, one of the first things I said was you need to understand 
at least have a slight understanding of of lighting. Yeah. Um, but outside of outside of that, the, the negative to it is is um, just about everyone that has four hundred ninety nine dollars and the directions to Best Buy thinks they're a photographer these days. So it does. It's the reason why I uh, I'm insanely busy. I probably shoot five days a week, and I still uh, work six days a week at my day job um, because everybody in Des Moines specifically um, thinks they're a photographer. So it's it's really tough because you'll have people that get burned by somebody that's like, hey, I'll do your wedding for $250. And then they get back blurry pictures, dark pictures, pictures that have no composition that makes sense. Um, and then they, they think that everyone that's a photographer is, is the same way unless they're famous. So, you know, I'm not a $250 guy, but I'm not a $10,000 guy. So us guys in the middle sometimes get the short end of the stick because of what happened. So that's one of the negatives about about the cameras today because, like I said, just about anybody can take a good picture with the right equipment. Now, when it comes to wrestling photography, that's, and which is what we're here to talk about, right. that's a little bit different. You definitely have to have an understanding. Um, you definitely have to know where to be and where not to be. Um, you got to understand shutter speed. You got to understand your equipment. You got to realize that chances are you're going to be working with some of the most horrible lighting uh, that you've ever seen, and still find a way to make pictures look at least good enough to know who's in them. <laughs> right. I've only ever had I've only ever had one building where I actually looked at the promoter, handed him his money back, and said, I, I, "Literally, this building is so dark, um, I, I don't have anything usable." Then I still edited them, sent them to him, and he still used them. But I actually have them hidden on my website. You can't find them. Um, they were awful. Other than that, there's always there's always a workaround. But this one, there was nowhere for me to place flashes. There was no. <clears throat> it was literally like shooting in a dungeon. Um, right. And that and that's where you separate the um, the wannabes from the folks that actually can can understand it. And I. Uh, I like to think that I'm one of those that can understand it. Uh, every once in a while, I'll have a show where I look at myself and say, I'm not even sure why I do this anymore. That is terrible. And then I'll go look at, uh, you know, some of the bigger name people like Jim Musselwhite out of England, who did the first uh, did the first All In and has done a bunch of other stuff for AEW. That guy is literally, he's not a photographer. He is an artist. Right. Um, and he, he actually made a post the other day that really made me rethink some things. He, uh, he said, if you're looking for a photographer who's going to show up to your show and then post a thousand pictures the next day, then you probably need to hire somebody else because that's not me. And what he means is he's there to capture the moment. You can get more traction out of one great shot than you can a hundred mediocre shots. Right. And so, you know, I've, for whatever reason, some people seem to think that I'm pretty good at this. I never, uh, you know, like all artists, I'm insecure when it comes to some of my work sometimes. And I know that some of it is pretty solid, but, you know, you can never stop learning. And I look to people I consider masters of the craft, like like a Jim Musselwhite or a Michael Watson or even some of the stuff that Ryan Loco's done in the last couple of years. Um, you know, he doesn't have a ton of stuff he's done in wrestling, but the stuff that he's done is just insane. 
Right. I was going to ask you a question about like what type of uh, equipment is different from like, you know, you obviously your weddings because, you know, there's different lighting, but from that to professional wrestling, because the, you know, the, the lighting is not always great. Like you were saying, um, it's usually darker, uh, darker tones. Um, the process that you do with the photographies, do you have to stand in a certain position when you're in those arenas? Or is it just you just walk all over or is it always a must that you need to be kind of obviously common sense would say to be in the closest like lighted area. But is that the case? Are you always to be able to be in that position? You know, it really depends on which promotion it is. So, um, you know, at my local promotions here, I pretty much uh, that's where I I don't want to say I practice because I still try to give them an amazing product. But, um, you know, if I want to stand on the side of the apron, nobody's going to say, hey, get down from there. I'm not going to do that when action's going on, but just using that as an example. Um, But where, say, a wrestling revolver or first wrestling, um, where it's going to be on, you know, internet pay-per-view, you know, I got to stay out of the way of the hard cam. I've got to stay out of the way of the roving cam, Um, you know, the – Video always comes first, so I've got to make sure that I'm not there. I've got to make sure that I'm not in the entranceway. And then, of course, um, you know, you try to be mindful of the fans that have paid money to be there. And, again, it, it just all simply varies. Um, lot Like Friday, I spent uh, – my daughter did most of the ringside action, and I, uh, I was in the back doing portraits. I was doing uh, what I call hard cam shots, even though um, I may not be where the hard cam is, but I'm – I'm using a longer lens and getting different angles. Um, and it, and I do that to, to practice because the, if I had never shot hard cam quote unquote before, um, when I got the opportunity to shoot NXT a couple of months ago, I would have been lost. Um, because it's totally different shooting with the ropes in your shot than it is shooting underneath the ropes when you're standing at ringside. Right. Um, just always trying to get a different skill set. So in case maybe one day I happen to get that call from somebody that says, hey, you know, we want you to do hard cam for our pay-per-view, um, I don't send them a bunch of pictures where the focus point is on the ropes. <laughs> so it's more quality over quantity is, is basically what uh, you were explaining earlier that you need uh, when it comes to those type of photos. And I guess you could say that about anything. Uh, I'm not a photographer. I, You know, obviously I got an iPhone. You know, I go around and I'm probably one of those ones that just think that, oh, hey, look, that one looks good. But um, if anybody ever gets a chance to uh, go to uh, his website, we'll give him an opportunity to say we're to go get those and look at them. Um, his his pictures are just stunning. Like I stutter because that's how amazing they are, because you do get that passion. It comes out on those pictures. I mean, when the show, um, you, you, why don't you go ahead and name some of the names that you've like photograph or you know, took pictures of. I tried to use the big word and I, I screwed it up. <laughs> sure. Um, anybody on Impact that you're seeing on Impact Wrestling right now has probably gone through um, Wrestling Revolver at some point. It's been wonderful to work with those guys. Um, you know, Sammy is always intense and always running at a show, but he never, never forgets to send me that thank you message after the show. Um, and it never stops meaning anything. This is a guy who's the Impact World Champion, and he decides to come to Des Moines uh, to run shows for rabid fans, and he brings in some of these names. Um, you know, we were talking before we started recording uh, Pentagon. I uh, got a chance to shoot him. Um, Jimmy Jacobs 
and Jelly Ryan are ones that when I started doing this are ones that I really uh, wanted to make sure they're kind of like bucket list guys. And, um, you know, I've gotten the opportunity in the last couple of shoot years to, to shoot both of them um, on numerous occasions. Um, and, you know, I've got um, Taylor Cross is probably my current favorite as far as of the name guys. That guy is so intense. Um, he just, you can't take a bad picture of him. And my favorite part about him is he is so humble and thankful. And I'm probably, he's probably going to choke me the next time I see him because I'm killing his character right now. <laughs> but uh, he, he and I have had some, some conversations and he's just so appreciative for the work that, you know, photographers, videographers, um, graphic designers, he, he's thankful for all that. But, you know, I, and I enjoy shooting the names, but the biggest compliment that I've gotten um, has been from someone I admire their work and I owe a lot of my opportunities to him. And I've probably mentioned his name three times now. It's Michael Watson. Uh, Michael is actually how I got the opportunity with Revolver because Michael was doing everything in the back and the front. Um, and I said, you know, hey, before I talk to them, obviously I want to talk to you first because you've been there. He's like, oh, no, please come so I can stop running around like a crazy person. Um, and he actually sent them a message to, to say, hey, this guy's legit. He'll do a good job. And it's been a nice um, partnership there. But he gave me the biggest compliment when he said the local scene, the Des Moines, Omaha scene, has just their marketing, their posters and everything has improved so much since you've been around. Um, you know, they went from using cell phone shots to actually using professional shots. And a couple of the promotions have used action shots on their posters. Um, and you know, while I I will never say I don't enjoy, you know, hanging out with the Joey Ryans of the world, um, it is uh, it's still the, the local guys that I'm passionate about. You know, the Donnie Pepper Crickets, the Justin Fowlers, the Jason Strife, the Nikki Sens, um, and then seeing guys uh, like Jason Strife or, or honestly any of the guys that I've named that are still on that local scene but really need that shot nationally. I mean, Jeremy Wyatt's the first one that comes to mind. I've watched that guy for the eight years that I've lived in Iowa and how he's not on television every week still right. just baffles me. Well, let's take a break and let's uh, listen to some of our sponsors and pay some bills here. Is it your dream to become a professional wrestling superstar, manager, or referee? Well, you can make that dream a reality by training with Midwest All Pro Wrestling. Learn from former WWE superstar and NXT coach Eugene Nick Dinsmore. Classes are training right now, so go to MidwestAllPro.com and click on training to enroll today. Imagine a world where boring DJs play the same 40 songs over and over. Another deep cut by Aerosmith. Walk this way on Boring. 102.7. Where radio stations play 16 minutes of commercials every hour. <laughs> this is Gary from Gary Chevrolet. And I'm Carrie from Jerry Chevrolet. Where the request line just rings and rings and rings and rings. That would suck. Radio doesn't have to suck. 
the only live local rock and roll radio show anywhere in the Sioux Empire, actually playing music in the morning and the music you want to hear. Your requests at 605-215-5272. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Tune in at kbackradio.com on Apple Music or on your Alexa or Google Home-enabled device. Also on the Live 365 and TuneIn mobile radio apps. kbackradio.com. This isn't some corporate VP of programming's rock. This is our rock. Okay, so you were talking about uh, Revolver, uh, and I think I said that name right. I might might have been wrong. Um, what what was that setup first like when you first worked with them? Um, was what was your what were you feeling that day? Uh, nervousness because I had the um, and again this is not taking. I love my local guys. I, I, there are guys that you know I literally consider friends and family, and I and I hate that phrase like work family. Um, some people like it. I hate that phrase. But there are legitimately guys that I work with in promotions that I, I do actually consider family at this point. Um, but I had never really shot with any with any big names. And uh, my very first main event at Revolver was Jimmy Jacobs versus Penta. Um, and to add on top of that, um, Impact was actually streaming it live on their Twitch channel. So nice. Josh Matthews was there. Um, and so that was, you know, I had to be super mindful of the cameras. And I still kick myself because I go back and watch. That was a great show. Um, go back and watch that every once in a while, and you can see me just what, with what I was used to. I keep leaning over into the hard cam shot, and I'm like, oh, I got to get. You can actually see me physically say, oh, I got to get moved back out of the way. Um, that was um, that was the night that Rich Swan made his debut at Revolver after leaving the WWE, and then uh, that was a cool moment because I got uh, a DM from Josh Matthews going, hey. Uh, do you have any shots of Rich that we can use because he's coming to Impact? I'm like, yes, here you go. Wow. I will actually edit one specifically for you. Um, and it was it was nuts because, you know, at, at the most you're going to have two or three dives during a, uh, like a 3XW or a PWP or a Magnum show. Um, you're going to have two or three dives. It's going to be high spots in a match where – at Revolver, every match had multiple dives. I had a scramble match that had 13 people in it, um, including a returning a Rich Swan. Um, the only person I was the slightest bit familiar with on a personal level in that match was uh, Airwolf. And so it was like, I'm either going to get some great shots or I'm going to die. And I, so they've changed the setup, which I'm finally used to, but at that point, there was no ramp. It was just the, the entryway. So when things started getting nuts, I could back out into the entryway and catch the dives. I have this shot that I still love to this day of Sugar Dunkerton diving onto uh, Larry D. And I'm literally in the entryway getting that shot. <clears throat> Unfortunately, can't do that now because Sammy has fallen in love with this ramp, which really looks great for pictures, but it, uh, it kind of traps me in. Um, okay. A couple shows ago, uh, during, because uh, it's like the old WCW type ramp where that you're walking, it's a straight line, and it's basically connected to the ring. Okay. Um, so it only gives me three sides to work on. And a couple shows ago, I got very, very lucky. But there was a scramble match, and when the scramble matches at Revolver get um, too many people in them, they'll say we're gonna. You know, we'll start out with 12, but then once we're down to six, then it's a sudden death scramble. Okay. So, you know, you'd have 
this person get eliminated, this person get eliminated. So I'm getting out of the way because some action had gone to the outside, and I got stuck um, in between the guardrail and the rampway. And then on the other side is uh, the Yellow Dog and Darren Corbin and a few other guys that are trying to get to the back because they had been eliminated. And I'm like, dude, I, I'm not climbing over this ramp. I'm stuck. And I was about to start to panic, but then I look at Corbin and, and Yellow Dog, who I know both very well, and they start laughing at me. They're like, fine, we'll back up. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that was um, – but then I go to the back, and Corbin's just laughing at me like, ah, you were worried about getting stuck on the ramp, and you got stuck on the ramp. I'm like, thank you for getting out of the way. <laughs> um, but it, it gets absolutely crazy. There was a, a, like a 20-man battle royal there, um, and I accidentally kicked Matthew Palmer in the face because he was under the ring. He Uh-oh. was the revolver champion at the time. He was under the ring, and he was going to climb out, and I moved my foot to, like, um, get myself kind of angled on one of the ring posts, and all of a sudden I felt that I kicked someone in the face, and I looked down, and there's a little parka mask, which – Long story for the match, but I knew that was Palmer. I was like, oh, great. I just kicked the revolver champion in the face. Uh, I was like, uh, backstage, I was like, Matt, I'm sorry. He's like, for what? I was like, I kicked you in the face. He's like, oh, I shouldn't have been under the ring. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got, you got in there and talked about some of the, the, the athletes. I like to call them athletes because I learned from uh, JR on an interview that I watched. Um, they, they are, you know, all of them are athletes. doesn't matter if it's a uh, male or female. Absolutely. Um, what are some of the biggest cast of characters that you've taken pictures of? I have some on the, uh, the photo tile that people will see in the video when I post it after I edit it. Um, some of the memorable ones, I'm not saying like, you know, you're going to pick your favorites and anything. That's not what this is about. Um, but like, what are some of the best cast of characters even from your know, impact to you said nxt to you know your midwestern all-stars um pro wrestling all-stars here name some of them that you can remember that just stands out to you um number one for me is definitely gonna be a tie between darren corbin and donnie pepper cricket um <laughs> uh, there's one specific spot. it was corbin's first revolver and he's on the outside making this ridiculous face so I look over and I take a shot of him. And it turns out that it was, he, I mean, I can't even describe the face, but uh, Corbin's always great. And then he'll be like, hey, did you catch when I was doing that? Yep, sure did. He's like, awesome. I knew you would. He's like, I do that for you. I was like, I appreciate it. Um, and then Donnie is one of those guys that's like family to me. He, uh, he makes a point during matches to attempt to make me laugh. When I'm not supposed to, you know, I'm not supposed to react. I'm just out there to work. And he he got me he's got me twice. Um, once was he actually got me Friday. Um, so we have this ridiculous uh, title at 3XW. It's called the Tinsel Title, and the way that you win the title is by losing. So you the way you get rid of the title is to win a match, and it was held by. Um, a guy named Barbosa, who's a wonderful, wonderful kid, um, held it for 18 months, which means he didn't win a match for 18 months. Um, long story short, Donnie ended up with the title. Donnie will say it's my fault. I, it is my fault. There was a thing, and I got involved, and somehow Donnie ended up with the tensile title. Um, so Donnie, <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. T- yeah, 
it was it was my fault. Um, and now he can't seem to get rid of it. Um, and then the other was he had an Iron Man match with Jason Strife and Magnum, and um, Donnie won three three or four falls during that match, but um, two of them were from Jason Strife uh, kicking him in the nether regions. And like I, I knew that part of that was going to happen, and he does it, and I go to get a picture of Donnie's face where he's in agony, and then he looks at me and he's like, "He kicked me in the ding ding." <laughs> I literally had to just lay on the floor. Um, it was so hilarious. Um, <laughs> and then my favorite thing, and there are only two of us that do it, and I'm telling you, if you get a chance to work with Buns of Steel, Jay Fowler. When he does a butt bomb, if you're on the outside of the ring as a photographer, for, uh, photographer, videographer, shooting with your cell phone, whatever it is that you're doing, that thing hurts. Fall down. <laughs> if you haven't seen the butt bomb, it doesn't make any sense if it does. And so I, uh, I actually have a shot where I'm falling down, um, and uh, you can see Justin just looking over, smiling, because when he does the butt bomb, everybody falls down. So he just was always smirking like the cat that got the cream where he's just like huh i just did that right um, and the funny couple shots that really stand out uh both turned into t-shirts one was uh during a show and one was during a promo session uh, jason strife is uh the mean evil nasty boss of magnum pro who hates fans and does all that, so he had actually come out during uh, an entrance and gave the entire audience the middle finger. Had a wonderful shot of that. Dude looked like a superstar. Turned that into a shirt. Nice. Um, and it's funny you mention that because I'm in the middle of doing my uh, photo of the year contest. It's something I started as kind of a joke a couple of years ago, and then it got popular, and last year the uh, response to it was overwhelming. So I try to get it started so that way it ends on January 1st. That's why I started through November. So the, the next four or five shows that I'm doing this year will still be included. Right. Uh, this year I went and expanded it to 100 pictures. Um, so it's actually given me some ideas of ones I may or may not have missed for that contest. Wow. Uh, speaking of Donnie, Donnie should be getting inducted into the uh, Omaha Hall of Fame for professional wrestling. Uh, I think that's what I heard. Yep, uh, he is in the he's going in the Omaha Hall of Fame on Saturday. Yeah, um, something that Tony Dodge has done that I think is absolutely great. I got an opportunity to uh, photograph that at PWP last year. This year he's doing it at Magnum. Uh, got to shoot Mantar. Right on. Um, he was he was an inductee, and um, this year we've got Sting, and I'm really hoping that Sting is going to show up, but I don't think that's going to happen. Right. Uh, and Ted Ossi and uh, but the local guys, Donnie Pepper Cricket and Abu. Yeah. Uh, two guys that deserve it. So now I get to tell Donnie he's a two time Hall of Famer because there's a promotion in Oskaloosa that put him in there. He was their initial inductee into their Hall of Fame last year. So, right on. Uh, for about six months, I said, anytime that you see Mr. Pepper Cricket, you must refer to him as Hall of Famer Donnie Pepper Cricket. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, give a shout out to, to, um, to the Omaha. Uh, professional wrestling hall of fame i think that's absolutely amazing um what does that mean to you because you said that you know donnie is just like a a uh a, a you know a brother to you um you know donnie dodge has done uh, a lot for 
uh, getting that and with everybody else involved for the um, Hall of Fame. But what does that mean to you with Pepper Cricket getting in there? I mean, he's a two-time Hall of Famer now, uh, but, like, what does that mean to you? So, you know, I – when it comes to Donnie, Donnie's one of those guys, and there's a list of them, especially at Omaha and Nebraska, Kansas, um, that they should be on TV. And, um, you know, Donnie Pepper Cricket is at the top of that list. I have seen Donnie Pepper Cricket wrestle the Beer City Bruiser, who's on Ring of Honor TV every week. And, uh, you know, in the back, Bruiser was like, Dude, you need to come try out. You've got something. You've got it. Um, I've seen, I've been at buildings where there are crowds that it didn't matter what they were doing in the ring, the crowds just weren't reacting. Um, and sometimes that happens. But Donnie Pepper Cricket's music hit, he comes out clapping and stomping and having a good time, and all of a sudden everybody's into it. Um, and I made a promise to him last year that I would do everything I could to make sure that everybody that needed to see him would see him. Um, so I've on, and with the hope that someone would give him an opportunity because I know if he gets that opportunity, he will absolutely run with it. And, right. You know, I can say the same so many, so many guys here. <clears throat> I have conversations on a weekly basis with uh, Jay Fowler um, about places. Man, could you imagine you working this person at this place? Um, and I'm really proud of Justin. He's, he's really focused for 2019 and 2020 to, to actually letting – the rest of the world see uh, what we've gotten to see in this area for a long time now. I, I've always said that the, the tri-state area, the Midwest, upper Midwest here, is absolutely the best uh, professional wrestling that's out there. Um, there's unseen talent that needs to be seen, and I will stand and stick to my, uh, you know, my, you know, ground here to keep saying that until I'm blue in the face and no one's going to change it because it's just absolutely amazing on the athletes that we have here. Uh, and people need to oh, I could sit, reach out. Yeah. I could sit here and name 30 people right now that in my opinion, and I'm just a nobody photographer that just happens to, to be around wrestling a lot. But in my opinion, I could sit here and name 30 people between the guys in the Academy up in Minnesota, the guys at black and brave, uh, my dudes down here in Iowa and Nebraska and some of the Kansas City guys. I mean, they're TV ready right now. Um, right. And if, they're not, and if they're not, there are a couple of them that will just take one or two tweaks to get them ready for TV. I mean, I don't get to see the guys in Minnesota as much, but I got to see uh, JDX and Airwolf last Friday. Love both of those guys. And Airwolf is on TV with MLW now. Um, and, I mean, that kid is so talented. His brother, Angel, is – I mean – the things this kid does are outstanding. And, you know, I always find a, a favorite out of the bunch, and right now my favorite out of Minnesota is Devin Monroe. That kid has charisma out of the universe. Right. Um, and finally, I've, I've watched him as he's come along, and then I finally got to work with him this summer um, at first, um, and it was a show where uh, – Eric brought in some, some AEW talent. He had Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford um, on the show. And and it's really weird because I was excited to work with Jimmy Havoc. I had worked with Penelope before. I was excited to see Kip Sabian. But it, it goes back to where I talked about with the local guys. I was most excited that day to uh, work with Devin Monroe. Right. I thought until I got a really cool picture of Chuck Taylor because I decided to shoot that match hard cam um, because – there were three of us there, two photographers and a videographer. And, the, you know, Eric 
Eric likes to get as many people in there as possible, which means for a guy who's six foot, 230 pounds like me, I don't have a lot of room for my fat butt at ringside sometimes. So I knew that match with uh, Airwolf and um, and Angel against the uh, best friends was going to kind of go all over the place. So I, there was a ladder literally under hard cam. So I climbed the ladder and shot. And at some point, Chuck Taylor and I made eye contact, and he just kind of tilted his head to the right, kind of looked at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I had that shot. And it's literally one of my favorite shots. I just thought it was absolutely phenomenal. And uh, I don't, I'm not one of those. I don't like try to chase star likes or retweets or, or whatever, but that was one I can tell you Chuck No sold it, and I was a little disappointed. Still right. hasn't liked it or retweeted it. <laughs> right. Uh, I would like to just put this out here because it's, you know, the podcast is listened to all over the world. I would like to see Impact Wrestling, since they have Joey Ryan, take Donnie Pepper Cricket and give him another match with Joey Ryan, <laughs> and I guarantee you it'd be the best match that they've probably seen in a long time. I'm, you know, maybe I'm biased, but like I, I've seen videos of Donnie matches. I haven't had the fortunate um, opportunity with my son's sports uh, lining up with some of the um, wrestling promotions on their days line up at the same time um, or on the same days, I should say, but I'd love to see Donnie get out there and I'm challenging impact wrestling to take that opportunity because I think it would just be gold. Uh, I always put on well, on Twitter. Yeah, contact Logan Davis for the footage of uh, Donnie versus Joey at Now This Is Wrestling because it was insane. It was they, it was a mixture of everything. People were laughing. You had your adult humor stuff that comes with booking Joey Ryan, um, and um, you actually had some storytelling and some wrestling going on. And uh, that one that one was uh, that was an emotional night for me because that meant. So much to Brandon, Donnie, and uh, and he legitimately had tears in his eyes because Joey thought enough of him um, to work with him. A um, Donnie went over, won that match, um, and literally the second that the referee hit three, Brandon had tears in his eyes. Um, I ran to the back to get his reaction because he kind of, I knew he was going to have people backstage congratulating and giving him that champion's reaction, and I was back right. there and. He walked up to me and 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 we hugged and he was literally crying. Um, and then we went outside for a second because that was the match before intermission. Um, and you may have to cut this out. I'm not sure how family friendly this is. <laughs> no, but that's fine. The, I can just put the yeah. Olympic mark on it and people can just listen to it if they want to. The the ongoing uh, joke was um, Donnie was like, "We're gonna find out if if that thing's a gimmick or not." And, <laughs> And so we walk outside for a second. He's still, you know, tearing up, and and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, "Well," he's like, "Oh, it's thick." <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the greatest so thing about Joey just, Ryan, though, because you can you can actually joke around like that and have fun, and it, you know, it's it's humorous, though. That that's that's the greatest thing about it. And you're right, like I, I'm. It, it is a proud moment for for Donnie Pepper Cricket. It, it was it was. I mean, I had a smile on my face the whole time. Like, even when there were supposed to be, like, different parts of the drama uh, within that match when I watched the video. But it was just awesome to see that, man. Like, his his facial expressions, Donnie's, you know, Joey's, obviously. It just, it just, it gelled. There was that chemistry there that you don't see with a lot of individuals. 
And um, yeah, I'm, I'm staying on this thing with Donnie Pepperberg because I have to because I want people to know that they need to check this out. Like this is the kind of wrestling that you get in the Midwest, and I think you can agree with that. Yep, you're gonna have people like Donnie and and Justin who can do the funny stuff because Justin's gimmick is uh, is his butt. But then he can go out and um, two weeks ago down in or three weeks ago down in Kansas City, I watched Justin Fowler go head to head with the Regals. Um, and literally kept up with them step for step for step. And these are the same Regal Twins that are wrestling for New Japan in California next month. Wow. So, I mean, that tells you the kind of ability we have here. Seeing Jason Strife on 205 Live and what he was able to do there. Right. Seeing the people that they've brought in to work Jeremy Wyatt down at Between Journey and Anarchy, um, and that Jeremy has just, you know, this is a guy who's working guys that are on TV, and he's leading the match and having – the craziest thing down in Journey Pro, I love Journey. Sorry, I, I, I go off on tangents, but um, those fans are so great. And the fact that you've got Jeremy Wyatt, who is the biggest, meanest, nastiest, I'm going to take your hero and I'm going to beat him with a power driver in the middle of the ring, and he does it every month. And every month they come out, he comes out, they hate him, they want him to just die. And then when that match is over, they're sitting there clapping for him in respect, booing and clapping. I hate you, but damn it, you're really good. Right. Right. Well, um, uh, we're getting actually the timer saying that it's about time to uh, end the show here. Uh, we will uh, eventually, when you have time, because I know you're a busy person, as everybody can hear, you're actually on the road still, like you were saying also. Um, you're, you're working, like, every day. Uh, you're, like, you're just a, a, a hardcore road worker. You're a great guy. Um I'd, I'd like to really, honestly, I'd like to have you on the show again uh, to talk a little bit more because you have a lot of interesting stories that uh, should be told. Um, you know, your experience uh, with working with these bigger promotions. I'd like to get in with what you, uh, what it was like with Impact, what it was like with NXT, because I know when you posted that you were doing an NXT show, like everybody was just up in joy uh, and excited for you. Uh, on Facebook when you posted that because we all know each other uh, through Facebook at least uh, and I got mad right. respect for you too uh, but yeah um, tell people where they can get a hold I, of you and find you if you don't mind sure absolutely so uh, I make all my social media tags easy it's everything's at photos by Manning um, that's for Facebook Instagram Twitter um, I'll have a lot of the content that's the same but I have some things that I only do on one or the other uh, like that contest I'm talking about, that's only on Facebook because I'm not a math major, so I can't count all those different votes. Right. Um, but I, I appreciate you having me. I would definitely love to come back on because anytime I do a podcast, I usually get uh, asked why I didn't bury someone. So, um, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe next time I can bury Duke Cornell. I'm just kidding. I love Duke. <laughs> <laughs> the old copperhead. The old copperhead. Uh, man. He's going to get mad at me because I talked about everybody else and didn't talk about him. So well, well you, you talked about him. I mean, it, you, I mean, you said, <laughs> you, you said, you know, Cornell, you didn't, you know, Hey, I, it counts. It's on the, it's on the tally mark. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. Uh, like I said, we'll get you on again. Cause like I said, you, you have a lot of knowledge and I respect you. Um, go ahead and check him out on social media. Uh, you have Facebook, you have Twitter, um, you know, photos by Manning, uh, check it out. It's well worth it. Look at the pictures, uh, any promotion, uh, 
you know, bookers or anything that are looking at this, uh, or actually listening to it, I should say, uh, give him a, give him a jingle, hit him up, tag him, like him, uh, do whatever they do that on social media, all that fun stuff. Um, like I said, uh, Mr. Manning, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, it, it was great talking to you. Thank you. Thank Have you. a great one. You too. Bye. I want to thank Chris Manning from Photos by Manning to be on the show today. Well, Kodai Radio Network, this is your boy DJ Barbecue for Uncut Live. That's it, everybody. Boys, take us out. Peace.